Good morning, 11:30 service. How you doing? Thanks, Noah. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh, well, my name is Whitney Fluke. I'm the Next Gen's Director here at True Life, and I get the chance to share with you this morning, and I'm really excited. Uh, but before we jump into the message, I want to welcome anyone that's here for the first time or anyone that's joining us online. So, well, we're glad that you're here with us. And we're in a new series that's called What's next? You probably guessed it because it's on the screen right here. And we're talking about what's next. Like what's next in our life? What's our next step? We're all on this journey of life and we're figuring out what is our next step in life. And so we're gonna talk about that a little bit today. And last week we talked about how we're meant, we are designed to be a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. And today we're gonna talk about discovering our purpose, and figuring more of that out. But first, I want to start by asking you if you have ever been lost before. Like, I'm not talking, like, lost in your house. I'm talking, like, like straight up lost. You have no idea where you're at. Um, I remember in the fall of 2010, I just moved here from Maryland. And if anyone's, you know, moved from another state to another, you know what it's like. You feel disoriented. You're trying to figure out where things are, where the, where the Wawa is, where the grocery store is. And, uh, and for me, I was trying to figure out where practices were because I was running cross country in college. And so I was trying to figure out, okay, where's this practice? And so I typed in White Clay Creek in my GPS thinking that I could trust the GPS. And it wasn't the GPS on the, my phone, it was the GPS, the Garmin, the one that you like stick in your car. And little did I know that it actually brought me to the wrong spot, and I ended up on a. I w- ended up on this giant bridge, and I was like, I don't, I don't know where I'm at. And if you've ever been to White Clay Creek State Park, you're like, what bridge is she talking about? And um, I ended up in New Jersey somewhere, and I ended up. I called my mom, and I was like crying, Mom, I don't know where I am. And I described it all to her, and she was like, Oh, baby, you're in New Jersey. And so she helped me get back on track, but it was pretty embarrassing because I ended up going really late to practice. And anyway, it's not fun. It's not fun being lost. But the point, the point of me sharing that story with you is if we don't know where we're going, we stumble. And the same goes with life, with our emotions, our relationships, with school. If we don't know where we're going, we're going to stumble I'm going to pull up a proverb here that we can look at. And the book of Proverbs is a book all filled with wisdom. So if you need, we all need wisdom in our life. And so if you're looking for that, you can uh, check out the book of Proverbs. And this is a scripture saying, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And that word blessed doesn't necessarily mean financial blessing, but what it does mean is that there's this contentment. When you know where God has you, there's just this contentment. This void has been filled, and you haven't reached perfection. None of us can. Uh, We haven't reached perfection, but you've reached this fulfillment. And that's what we want for your life. And we, we just really need to understand our path in life, what that, what that looks like. And King David says it best. He says, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence 
and the pleasures of living with you forever. And when you experience joy, you know that you're in the right spot. Uh, I, I had the chance to talk with one of the girls, one of our teenagers that serves in kids' life, and it is so much fun hearing and seeing these these young people in action, and she's just like, I just love this. I, I just need more of this. And, and that's, that's what I'm talking about, that joy of you know that you're in the right spot when you're like, oh, I just love this. This is awesome. doesn't mean it's fun all the time, but you just know. You're like, yeah, this is awesome. So I wanted to share with you. There, there was a, one of my friends, Zachariah, on Friday was telling me this story that his buddies have a challenge going on and a lifting challenge. And uh, do I have any gym junkies in the house or online? Okay, I've got two of you. All right. Um, and, so, and so they have these, this challenge going on, and the challenge at this point was to do 250 pounds, see if they could do that. And so they reached out to him. They're like, hey, Zachariah, I hit, I hit the 250 pounds. And they could go more if they wanted to, but he just said, you know, I got, I, we did the 250 pounds. So he went into the gym, and he did the same thing. He lifted up the 250 pounds, and he was like, this is easy. Um, and anyone that can lift 250 pounds, like, that's not easy. So, uh, so he's lifting it, and he realizes, like, I'm going to add more. So he adds more and adds 300 pounds, and he can lift that. He's like, this is easy. And then he puts 400 pounds on, and then he reaches the point where he's like, I can't do it anymore. And so he realizes that his friends didn't know that the machine was broken, and they limited themselves. They thought that they were doing more than what they could, but they weren't. And they limited, they stopped themselves because they thought, oh, 250 pounds, they did it. So obviously the machine was broken. But, you know, the, the, the point is, is that some of you might feel stuck even today or you have felt stuck in your life. Maybe you've settled or you've limited yourself. I know that's for me. Like I can limit myself and, and, and that, um, that is, you know, that's just tough. It's hard when you're in that spot. And I want to encourage you today and remind you that God has more for your life. And maybe that's what you needed to hear today. Uh, but we've got a lot more that we're going to talk about. But yeah, God has way more for your life. But how do we figure out what that more is? What does that look like? And if you walked in, I'm sure you did, because the back you probably didn't come through the back, you came through the front, you, you probably saw these four things that are on the front of our wall right before you come into the auditorium. And we're gonna talk about what those four things are. What do they mean? And they are designed to really help take you through a journey. And we're gonna talk about what they're all about. And we want you to experience all four of these things. And the, the first thing is knowing God. And not just knowing God in your head, not just knowing having the book smarts, but knowing him in your heart and recognizing that Jesus isn't a religion, he's a relationship. So we want you to know who God is. The next thing is finding freedom, you know, working through some of those things that might be tripping you up. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's shame that you're holding on to that, that just keeps coming back up and it's from your past and you thought you let it go, but it just keeps coming back up. Maybe it's something else for you. But working through that will allow you to be able to experience all that God has for your life. And so we want you to be able to experience freedom. And those two things, knowing God and finding freedom, those are two things that we're actually gonna be talking through. Pastor Michael, he always does such a great job with sharing the word, and so he's gonna be unpacking those as this series continues. So the, the third thing is discovering purpose. 
And that's really you figuring out what you're wired for. And this is so important to us. It's so important to us that we can help you figure out how you're wired, even if you don't end up coming here to True Life, even if you're just stopping by or you just came online. It's so important to us that we help you figure out your purpose. That would mean the world to us so that you can, you can go out into the world and walk with more confidence knowing this is why I'm here. And so we've, 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 we're so big on this that we designed a whole process called Life Track, which you probably saw on church news. And, um, and so that happens at 10 a.m. in person at, here at True Life in the Life Track room. And then it is also available to you on demand. So that, if you haven't gone through that, I would say that would be a great starting point for you to really unveil more of how you're wired and what God wired you for. And then the fourth thing that we want for you is so you can make a difference. And this is when you're operating in your lane and you know like, yeah, this is what I'm here for. And then you're able to be a part of something bigger and you're able to impact the world in such a bigger way. So this may be new to you, maybe, maybe you haven't discovered your purpose yet or maybe you have and this is just a refresher for you. But I want you to know that you're here for a reason and you have a purpose and God doesn't make junk. And, and I believe that so much that you are here for a purpose. And I'm so glad that we can even be a, a little part of your journey in figuring that out. So we're gonna switch gears here and we're gonna take a look at Romans 12 too. And this unpacks a little bit. It says, don't copy the behaviors and custom of, customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. So don't chase the things in this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So what this verse is saying, that, that when you change the way you think, then you learn to know God's will. And so I thought, I thought a really great way to just kind of unpack some things is by looking at what are, some, what are some ways that can come against our purpose, what can really trip us up as we're trying to pursue our purpose. And so there, there are three things that we're going to talk about, and you can write them down in your notes. There's, there's not a limit to, there's, it's not just these three things, but there are three that we're going to talk about today. And the first one is comparison. And this is a big one. This one, this one, well, none of them are fun, <laughs> but comparison is when you're just constantly thinking about what other people have or something that you don't have, and you're just comparing yourself to someone else, maybe their body, their kids, their life, their house, what they have, and it just trips you up because you're consumed by that, and you're, you're comparing what they have or what, what you don't have, and that can really stunt your growth. Like, like this is this is a big one, and if you can get this, then you then you're much better than uh, than I've been. Like this is so this is so hard for me. Um, just just not comparing. The the next one is confusion, and and maybe you just don't understand it all, or that maybe you just lack clarity on what it is that your purpose is, and you don't know how to figure it out. So that's confusion. And then the third thing which this was me for a while too, which was pursuing something that's an imitation of what God has wired you for. And that was me. You know, I just pursued, I pursued something that I thought God had for me, but really he was showing me something else. Um, so so that, those are the three things that, we can, that can really knock us down and trip us up as we're trying to pursue our, our purpose. 
And so we're, what we're going to do next is I'm going to bring up two individuals that have played a huge role in my life, and um, they're here on the Dream Team. They're two people that are on the leadership team as well at True Life. So we're going to bring up Dan Lundberg and Janelle Mears. Come on down. What's up, guys? Hello. I feel like, a I feel like I'm on a show right now. Come on down. <laughs> Welcome to The Price is Right. Okay, hey guys. Hi. Hi, Hi guys. <laughs> All right, so they're here with us today to unpack how God has revealed and continues to reveal their purpose on their life. So Dan, after you get situated on your stool over there, could you share a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, well, if you guys don't know this about me yet, Pastor Michael's been kind of announcing it on stage here and there and to our staff, but I just joined staff full-time uh, for the first time, me being at True Life in the beginning of April. Thank you, guys. So I'm the worship director. My name is Dan. Um, and yeah, uh, it's an honor to talk about this today because um, it's something, well, firstly, that I kind of struggle with, um, but at the same time, um, it's just so vastly important to get it right. So um, yeah, um, how did God reveal my purpose to me. So um, I think for different people, it can, it can look totally different. Like some people, it's very apparent what your purpose might be. Um, and then you'll learn a little bit uh, watching this discussion between us here uh, over the next few moments, just that it can be like, you, you don't really know what it is yet. You're starting to figure it out, or um, you may just totally not know what it is yet. And that's totally fine. We have resources for that. Um, as Whitney shared already, life track, shameless plug right now. Um, life track. We literally give you the tools to help you discover. Anyway, that's, that's for another time. So basically, um, I think back to a couple different moments in my life that were monumental in, in helping define my purpose. Um, one of those being um, back in church. Um, I grew up in a Pentecostal church um, right down the street here in Elkton. Um, a little bit crazier and rowdier than y'all are probably used to seeing um, at a Pentecostal church, but lots of fun. Um, I didn't think it was lots of fun at the time. Y'all, I was freaked out a little bit. Um, I kind of, uh, I, I knew that I had some sort of musical ability at a, at a very young age as a child, like elementary age. Um, and it started to really, um, get more and more, I guess, commanding of my attention around 12, 13. Um, and so I'm in church one day. I, I didn't want to be in church. Um, I didn't really, I just, my own insecurities and, uh, and just kind of the stuff that was, that was, you know, lies from the enemy just kind of weighing down. I just, I just didn't want to be in church. I didn't want, I just wanted to sit in my own little back pew and just kind of come in, watch people run around, be a little crazy, uh, listen to the pastor, listen to the music and then just be on my, on my merry way. And, uh, that's not what God had planned for, for me or my life. Um, so, uh, a lady that I didn't even know. Um, she didn't know me. I didn't know her. Uh, she came right up to me at one service, looked me in my eyes, like right after the service was over and was like, hey, you're going to be a worship pastor one day. I just, I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you that. And uh, my first initial thought in my mind was like, no, I ain't. I'm not doing that. No way in heck I'm doing that. And, um, you know, I think sometimes that the enemy can use those moments of insecurity to really stop you from what, from what God's purpose in your life is. Um, and we serve a God that's much greater than, than those lies. Um, his purpose is greater than the enemy's purpose for your life. Um, and so that kind of leads me into 
the next moments that I'll that I'll get into real quick here. Um, another one was in high school, a little bit later on, a couple of years later, um, like 15, 16 years old. Um, a buddy of mine who's now a worship pastor actually down in Melbourne, Florida, uh, at a church called Discover Life Church. Um, he played music, and I had some musical friends, um, but I, I still wasn't really um, interested in, like, sharing the gift that God had on my life, the musical ability. I just was still too nervous. Like, um, you know, contrary to popular belief, you guys see me up here playing. I, I am, I'm still a nervous wreck half the time when I'm up here. Like, it's, it's, it's a constant work to try and to fight that insecurity. Um, so, yeah, so he called me one day and was just like, hey, uh, I know you're not crazy comfortable playing in front of people, but uh, we need a guitarist, so suck it up. Like, you're, you're going to be in my band. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm in a band now. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, we played some shows here and there, like on the weekends and stuff after school, and we would practice a couple times a week. And, and there were some really great dudes. They were all believers. Um, and, uh, and they actually introduced me. So Alex and his family um, introduced me to, to Pastor Mike and Amanda, um, who were just, just truly monumental to um, helping me discover my purpose. I mean, at that age, um, just just drowning in insecurities. I even had the little, like the Bieber hair to cover my eyes while I was playing. So all I had to do was look at my guitar and nobody else could see me. And it was just real emo phase, you know? And, um, and yeah, so, uh, Alex kind of introduced me to them. Uh, Pastor Mike and Amanda hit me up one time and we're just, um, they were like, Hey, uh, let, come over. Let's, let's have, let's have a meal or whatever. I want to talk to you about this church thing that we're doing. So I'm like, okay, I don't got nothing else going on. I'm 15, you know, hanging out. Uh, so I get to their house and they, they invite me to be a part of this thing. Um, you know, uh, they were just like, we, we hear from your friends and stuff. Like this is the, the type of person that you are and we would love for you to come be a part of this. And then over the course of time, I mean, God has used them in an incredible way to help. Even when I don't see my own purpose, um, you know, cause I, I just believe that God is using me, um, not only to lead worship here, but also to lead people, um, and to, and to be a light for people. Um, and they encourage me with that. Um, so those, those are just a couple, I mean, there's been other ones, but those, those three moments or well, the two moments, and then they kind of, um, supplement over time. Just every time I feel insecure about what I'm doing, um, or like even like Easter is a good example, like just one of those services like that, where it's kind of a bigger service, Pastor Mike will come up and kind of whisper in my ear, like, Hey man, you're made for this. Like, this is, this is what you're here to do. Like, just let God do his thing now. Like, let him use you. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's really important. So yeah, that's, that's a little bit. That's big. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how you said, well, you explained what Pastor Michael said to you, that you made for this and that you, you've been encouraged so much by other people in your life. Yeah. yeah, I think it's so important to get people in your life that if you're not sure of your purpose um, or you're believing lies that the enemy's given you about your purpose, like you're not good enough or that you, don't, you, don't, you shouldn't be doing this thing or you know, something of that nature, that it's important that you have people in your life that are also speaking that the opposite thing, uh, because God, God's purpose for your life, I said this earlier, God's purpose for your life is way bigger and way more important than what the enemy has to say. He's a liar. So kick him in the face, kick him in the face. That's right. All right, Janelle, I'd love to have you share a little bit of how God's been showing you your purpose. All righty. Well, I'm still finding my purpose. (laughs) 
Uh, no, but I I think when I was younger, like when I was um, in junior high, high school, college, and those those times, I felt like something was wrong with me because I didn't have a specific um, thing that I really wanted to do. I was just like wanted to do a lot of things, <laughs> and so. Um, I started out in college with journalism, and um, I got into that, but then just found it wasn't for me. Um, I, after that, started teaching and going to school for teaching, and it was really wearing on me, and I just was like, this, is, this isn't it. I thought it was, but it wasn't. And um, then after that, it was just a series of events that took me back to hospitality. Um, I'm an event planner now and um, have a business for that and then work here at the church to, um, well, volunteer here at the church um, as an event planner. So, um, but it took me time. It took me trying stuff. So, um, you know, I tried those other two big things in college and, um, and it wasn't quite for me, but I really just had to get out there and try stuff and know there's nothing wrong with me. I just got to, like, figure this out. I just like too many things or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and something that uh, my mom, she had really is instilled in me is it's okay to have stepping stones. Like, it's okay to have a job or a ministry or something that you may not know is permanent, but it's helping you. It's giving you experience or it's a need that you see. Um, but it's okay if you, like, understand that season in your life. And so she always like, you know, this is just a stepping stone for you. Um, it's something that, you know, who knows who you're going to meet and who knows, like, what this is going to lead into your calling and, and more in the things that, like, make you come alive and in the things that um, your purpose is. And so um, it took me a little while, but, I mean, I... I still am learning my purpose, like I said, because purpose is not just a job and it's not um, just a career um, path, but it's also, um, I find purpose in being a wife, in um, being a mother, in, you know, things in the church and outside things in the community. And so I think that we got to learn too that it's not just, it's not just a one, one career, one thing, and that's it, and we've arrived um, but that it's it's in our life constantly, and sometimes we gotta look around and and figure out where God wants us to use those passions around us. That's really good. Thanks, Janelle. And how would you say that you figured out how to stay healthy as you're figuring out your prop purpose? Your propice. What's a propice? Propice. <laughs> porpoise. Porpoise. Killer whale. <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean. The Bible. Uh, Good answer. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I know it's kind of a, a cheap way to get out of that question. Um, yeah, no, staying immersed in God's word, um, 100%. Um, and then also, I'll just say this too while I have the floor here, um, and I already kind of touched on it a little bit, but just, you know, each and every person in this room, uh, you know, you're either you're in the room or, or you're watching online, um, there, there's something in your life big or small that you're struggling with that you're not, maybe not so great at. Um, and, uh, you know, whether it's an insecurity like I kind of shared or, or just, just it can be anything. Um, like, it's just so important to get a couple people that are doing life better than you, in, you know, specifically in those areas that you want to work on. Um, you know, but for me, a struggle is remembering God's purpose for my life. So I need a couple guys in my life that I can call, one of them being Pastor Mike, um, you know, but it's just, 
it's so important to have them speaking life into you as well. Because sometimes, like, we're not meant to do life alone. Sometimes, God, like, sometimes those people's purpose is to speak life into you. And that's, that's God's purpose on their life. Um, so it's, that's, that's one way that you, can, that you can stay healthy is just make sure you have a couple people in your life that are, that are allowed to see the raw, uh, you know, part of you that you may not be sharing with anybody else or putting, you know, putting out there in public. So. Um, a few things that I think about staying healthy is um, when you are doing something that you feel passionate about and um, at the end of the day, you know that feeling when you're like, all right, I worked really hard, I'm really tired, but, um, but that was worth it because it was like my heart and, and that felt really good. Um, and then there's other times that you do something, you work at something or um, whatever, and you just feel, you know, done at the end. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like awesome necessarily, but you're like, all right, I did it. And um, I think that the difference of understanding um, when you do things, what's a role, anyone can do a role, anyone can fill a need, and what's your identity. And I think that um, if you can understand that sometimes we're in roles, like sometimes we are filling needs, um, sometimes we're doing things that isn't necessarily our passion, um, but knowing that there's seasons, like knowing that um, that might just be for a time and it's going to help lead us to something different. Um, and then when we're, we are in our, in our identity and doing something that we're passionate about, like that we can look around and in our communities and in the church and in our businesses and in schools and all around us to see how can we use that um, to love on people. Because like Dan was saying, people is what is the point, you know? Um, The Bible, over and over, it's all about people. It's all about people that Jesus loved. And so he gave us these things so that we can um, love on people, so that we can take that and and reach out. But, I mean, sometimes it's hard. Like, sometimes it's easy to get on your own track and, and in your own world, and especially, like, with times like this with COVID and everything. But I think we just, we have to, like, stop and look around and, and see what communities God wants us to be a part of, um, what communities we are already a part of, and just, like, take that step to um, to use our gifts in there, in that community. Dynamite. That was amazing. Well, I really appreciate you guys. And both of, both of these individuals, I said, have played a big role in my life. Um, I've known you guys for over nine years now, and I'm really thankful for your friendship. You two are people I can take my, take my mask off and just be myself with. So I appreciate you guys. I'm going to kick you guys off stage now. Yeah. Thank okay? you guys. Love y'all. Thank you. Cool. Well, I hope that that brought value to you all. Just kind of seeing a different perspective of how God revealed purpose to to two individuals that are in the life of our church here. Uh, And so we're going to switch gears here, and I want to talk about you. I want to talk about how you can figure out more of what God has for you. And so there's four, four, four ways that we see in the Bible that God really reveals more of someone's purpose on their life. And so the first one we're going to dissect a little bit is the call from birth. And all of us are called from birth, and, and we may not have known it, but God has had a plan for, for you, for me, all along. And we're going to look at a character here, uh, Jeremiah. We, we learned that, that he had a call from birth. And 
This isn't Jeremiah, uh, the song, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Not that song. This is a different Jeremiah. Uh, and so that song's probably stuck in your head now. You're welcome. Okay. So before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And someone needs to hear that today, that you were set apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord, see, he was limiting himself there. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. So the second, the second one we're going to talk about is growing awareness and basically following the breadcrumbs. Uh, you've seen this trail and you're just following it and continuing to go. And, and God has a plan for, for you all along, just like we just said. And maybe for you, maybe some light bulbs are coming on and, 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 God, and you're just realizing like, yeah, more and more that God has a plan because you're just growing more aware of what this thing is, how, how you're wired and ticked. And, um, and you know, there, there's just so many, there's so many stories that I could share with you. And um, one in particular, there's this other gal that just uh, joined the student life team here at True Life. And just seeing her in action, it's been so, it's so beautiful. And how it, how it happened, how she realized, she was like, yeah, I, I want, she's on the kids life team, but she was like, I, I really, I love this, this generation too. And so she's double She's double dipping it and doing student life too. And, um, and she just said more and more that she just has been growing awareness of this is something that she's really passionate about. And she wants to help change the narrative of what, what young people, what they're experiencing and being part of changing the narrative, not just complaining and saying kids nowadays. She's like, I want to be in the thick of it. I want to I wanna be in their lives. So she just was growing more awareness of that, which was really beautiful. And we can, we can see how in, um, in Genesis, Genesis 5020, how there's this, this guy named Joseph we're going to talk about. Joseph grew awareness of what God was doing in his life. And we, so we'll read this and I'll explain the story. Some of you might know it. But you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So we're going to rewind. And Joseph had many brothers. Well, one night he had a dream about his brothers bowing to him. And so he was stupid and he told them, he was like, hey, I had a dream that you bowed to me. And then his brothers were like, what's this guy talking about? And so I don't know why I think they have like a New York accent or something. Like, what is he talking about? Then he takes, um, they, they go on this, this walk into the woods and they, 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 they set it up, they put him in a, a pit, in a ditch. And um, they really weren't good brothers, obviously, because if you put your siblings in a ditch, that's not good. So if you were thinking of doing that, don't do that. And so he, um, he's in this pit, and he's found. And then after he's found, he's then enslaved. So he's a slave for a number of years. And as he gets older, he, he's finding favor with Pharaoh, the leader at the time. And he's put in this position where when there was a famine in the land, he's put in this position where he was helping and giving food out to people who were needing it. And his brothers ended up coming up and they're like, hey, we need food. And they didn't recognize that it was Joseph, but it was. And he, um, you know, you can imagine like the turmoil that he felt like you put me in a pit. Like what the heck? Um, probably more than that. But his brothers then realized that it was Joseph 
you read the story, it's a really, it's a really crazy story. Um, but he realizes that it's, it's jo- they realize it's Joseph and they apologize. They're so sorry for what they did. And this is what he says to them instead. You know, he grew awareness that he went through all this crap. And, and then, but, but then God used it. So, um, so anyway, if you're going through something, God can use it. Like there's just so many things that, that, that you may have experienced and encountered and just hang on because God, God's using it and he will use it. That's what he's known for. I love that about his character. The third thing is walking through open doors. So if you see a need, you just fill it. You just keep seeing needs and fill it. When there's open doors, you just keep going through it. And an open door that we have coming up in the summertime is serve day. And we're actually looking for serve day opportunities. So if you know of a, a community that's in need that, that we can serve, and we've done some you know, construction before, we've done you know, working outside and doing some, doing some of the nitty gritty work outside. So if you know of anything, we'd love to know. Um, but it's doing stuff like that, you know, plugging into the Christmas shop event that we have, um, just continuing to find ways to get outside of your, just walk through these doors that are available. Even in a few weeks, we're going to be launching a, um, well, it's not really a few weeks. When is it? It's April right now, right? It, in the summertime, not a few weeks. In the summertime, we have a six-week series. It's a small group series. And that could be a great opportunity for you to walk through an open door, get the leadership training to be a small group leader so that you can build community with other people and just, just continuing to walk through open doors, open opportunities. We learn from Esther and her story how she walked through an open door that just that came to her. And Esther, she became a queen, and you can read all about how she became a queen. But the point is, is that she was a Jew, and her and her king, King Xerxes, didn't know that when he married her. And so he ended up um, had he had this this plan all along, not knowing that she was a Jew. He had this plan that they were gonna. Um, that they were going to take out the Jews. And so Mordecai, Esther's uncle, shared with her, like, you need to do something. Like, this is your open door. Do something. And so he, you know, so this is, you know, a, a scripture from, from Esther. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. I will go to the king even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So she's put in this royal position. She has an open door. She ends up going to the king, talking on behalf of the Jews. I'm summarizing, cliff noting it here. And she ends up saving her people. And so, so that's another way, just continuing to walk through open doors as you see them. And the last one is an encounter with God, and it really speaks for itself. You just have a moment where God just speaks to you, and we see that in, in Saul. His name is Paul now, but he had, a, he had a life transformation. He had an encounter with God, and his life just changed. Meanwhile, here's a scripture we're going to read. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. So, so he was killing people who were following Jesus. So he was a Christian killer. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether man or woman, 
he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. And he came near Damascus, and as he, (laughs) I'm making up words, y'all. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And so that's another way that that God can reveal to you your purpose, having an encounter with him. And some of you have come here today, and maybe you're feeling hopeless and I wanna remind you that, that you are made, you were made and created for a purpose and on purpose. And in fact, I just, I want you to take that with you. We want you to take that with you today as you walk out. And that's, that's why we have these little cards that are sitting out in the lobby for you to take. And they say, God made me on purpose for a purpose. And what I want you to do with that card is put it on your dashboard, put it in your locker, put it somewhere on your mirror that you're going to be able to remember and look at that and be like, God made me on purpose for a purpose, for the days that you don't feel that, for, for just the days that you do feel that as a reminder that God made you on purpose for a purpose. So if you're online and you're like, I want one of those, we can send one to you. Just go ahead and put it in a connection card that you want to request to have one and we'll get one to you. So I want to do this all, all of us together, even online. I want you to repeat this after me so you can really get it in your heart. It might feel weird at first, but, um, but I really want you to get this. And I want you to repeat this after me. God created me. Come on, guys. I was wimping. Wake up. God created me on purpose for a purpose. One more time. God created me on purpose for a purpose. So what's your next step? We all have one. What's yours? Maybe for you, it's going through life track. Maybe it's getting plugged into a small group. Maybe it's starting one when it comes up. Maybe it's plugging into serve day or, or just finding something out in the community to go do, not just not just through true life, but something that's outside of yourself, something at work. What's your next step? Well, with every eye closed, I want to know if, if today that, that you're feeling lost in your identity or if you're feeling like you've been limiting yourself or holding yourself back, I'd love it if you would raise your hand or indicate that in the chat today because I want to pray for you. Jesus, you know the hands, you know the hearts that are just feeling this right now, that are feeling lost, that are feeling hopeless, that are feeling like they just continue to limit themselves. God, I just break a spirit of timidity off of them. And Lord, I pray that they would walk with purpose this week, that they would know why they're here, that they would continue to just grow more awareness or that they would have an encounter with you, that they would walk through open doors, God that they would just keep pursuing you. Strengthen them, God, today as they leave. God, I pray that you continue to stir up a desire in their heart to know you more. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. And continue to close your eyes. For some of you, maybe you haven't 
had a moment where you said, Jesus, I, I wanna follow you. Maybe you've been doing life on your own, just trying to figure this whole thing out. And it would be a privilege for me if I could, if I could walk you through a prayer so you can just start your journey with inviting Jesus into your life. It doesn't, doesn't have to be anything fancy. It's just you saying this. You can say, Jesus, I'm tired of doing life on my own. I'm tired of trying to figure this out on my own and something needs to change. And, and I wanna start, I wanna start and I wanna let you in to my life. Come into my heart, transform my life and have your way. It's in your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. Well, if that was you today and you made that decision to put your trust in Jesus, we wanna resource you and get you all set up. We believe that that's one of the most important decisions that you can make in your life. And so you can share that with us on a connection card and we will get you all set up so you know what to do next. Well, it has been an amazing day. I'm really thankful that I've gotten the chance to share with you today. Um, the worship team is gonna close us out. And then after that, you will be dismissed from the service. God bless you guys.